more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. And we have a special guest with us, Jim. Uh, Jason, would you introduce yourself? Uh, Jason Potts. Happy to be here. So, Jason, um, you have been looking into um, the results of a proposition here in California. It was passed in 2014 called Proposition 47. Um, I don't want to make this a California-centric conversation, but as California goes, so goes the nation. Prop 47 uh, downgraded a variety of drug and theft uh, felonies to become misdemeanors. Um, the problem, or many problems in my opinion, but one of the big problems is that when you have um, criminal activity with no consequence, people can t- basically take advantage of that. Um, I'm going to reference a 1949 movie called The Bicycle Thieves. Great movie. If you've never seen it, you should check it out. It's about a guy whose bicycle is stolen, and his bicycle is the only way that this guy can get to work. And so he goes off and he tries to find his bike. My point here is that stealing a bicycle has consequences. Stealing a laptop, um, stealing a phone has consequences for people. And, you know, you have a bicycle thief in Southern California that I read about, I believe is in the LA Times, who was arrested 16 times after the passage of Prop 47, because he knows if the bike is worth less than 950 bucks, it's a misto, and he's going to be out in a couple of days. So, you know, Jason, what's some of your, in, you know, investigation into this issue? What's what, what are some of the conclusions you've come to? So for us, it was born out of the uh, epidemic with auto burglaries uh, in our city uh, in Vallejo. Uh, we were experiencing auto burglary incidents just like everyone else um, throughout the state of California, and we ran a theft deterrent. Um, strategy um, kind of in the vein of problem-oriented policing and kind of a quasi-experiment. But um, I'm also familiar with Prop 47 and the UC Irvine uh, research that was finally uh, or just uh, recently concluded. And uh, they suggest that uh, Prop 47 had no effect on homicide, rape, aggravated assault, robbery. Um, But they did concede that uh, larceny and motor vehicle theft appear to have increased moderately following Prop 47. So um, in her study, they uh, did say the results were sensitive to some alternative specifications in their control group. Um, But that study is interesting. But the reality, though, is that auto burglary uh, has been an epidemic, and it's an epidemic here in San Francisco, um, I believe, with over 31,000 auto burglary incidents um, for one year. So there's obviously a deterrent piece to this if you lower... um, your punishment uh, for some folks. So you're lowering um, the risk, if yeah. you will. You know, <clears throat> purely anecdotally, uh, as you point out, we're here in San Francisco. I've lived in San Francisco for more than 20 years. I have enough experience, and Jim, of course, you do as well. You'll speak to this experience watching the streets change. Uh, the burglaries in and up and down this street uh, have increased probably threefold. Every, every couple of days you see glass on the sidewalk. Yeah. You see junkies shooting up in broad daylight, and they're just pitching their needles to the side. That didn't used to be the case here. I mean, you've, you patrolled these streets 
you know, for close to 30 years. You know, what, what are your observations about how life here has changed since Prop 47 was passed? Well, I'll, I'll stick with my standard. If there is uh, no consequence, there's no deterrence. And Prop 47 really took away a lot of the tools that law enforcement had to gain compliance, whether it was threatening somebody with a felony uh, drug possession or drug use to go into uh, therapy or uh, rehabilitation for drug use. Uh, that was the hammer you could use working with the DA to, um, <clears throat> to lighten up a sentence. But you had that hammer of a felony. Now they're misdemeanors. So mm -hmm. there's really no consequence to shooting up in public, like he just said. I mean, we've seen it on the front page of our paper. Public transit uh, is, a, is a local hot spot. And it's not just here in San Francisco. I've seen it up and down the coast, um, L.A. up to Seattle and Tacoma. Um, it's, um, we've lost a lot of tools to de deal with these people. We, we've also changed the actual terminology from, we've changed what, the, what recidivism means. We've given mm -hmm. new tools to probation and parole officers to say that they can take an inmate or a former inmate who violates uh, probation or parole or commits a new crime and give them a, a quote, flash incarceration, end quote. So up to 10 days, um, a, a probation or parole officer can, can grab this guy with a new case, hold him for a flash incarceration. It doesn't count as a new offense. Uh, a local uh, district attorney might be happy to say, yeah, that's great. Uh, we'll clear the case, do the flash incarceration. And so it appears on the face of it that you have somebody uh, that, that Prop 47 advocates can claim as a success story. Right. No new offenses. But in the meantime, and I could give you this example of not only, you know, we're talking property crimes, but if you go back to Officer Keith Boyer, who was killed by a suspect who had been flash incarcerated several times leading up to the shooting last year, um, Officer Boyer was a, a Whittier police officer who encountered this guy. He was killed by this guy who, by all likelihood, should have been in prison for existing cases or new cases that were not never developed. Yeah, it, and, and that's just one example, of course. There's myriad examples of these ki kinds of things happening. When you allow someone to escalate, and this, criminals tend to only escalate, they don't de-escalate their activities. You don't go from being a murderer to then being an assault and battery to then maybe being just someone who steals stuff from their local uh, corner market you increase. Um, and if you have no consequence for things like stealing those 16 bicycles for, you know, you're going to allow that they're going to feel emboldened and empowered to go and do more, potentially more violent things. Right, Jason? Yeah, of course. And I, I would also add just one thing about leveraging the ability um, when you take away drug possession, which used to be a felony. And I, I worked narcotics for a, a long time and we would use that as a leverage, meaning there was a felony possession hanging over their head mm -hmm. and oftentimes they would cooperate with us. And we're losing that ability to cultivate more and more informants because they're now misdemeanors. What's the incentive for them to talk to the police? So those are some unintended consequences that I think some folks, some proponents of Prop 47 didn't consider. I mean, of course, the proponents will also tell you that we've lowered our um, prison uh, population quite significantly. I think the numbers um, were, you know, from 170,000, uh, where our maximum um, CDC held to only 79,000, and we had 170 at our peak um, in 2006. So. 
Well, I mean, okay, that's that's all well and good. So the, the, the overcrowding issue has been somewhat resolved, okay? Right. And then, of course, we've also had, um, you know, some of the people in prison being sent to county jails. So I get it. We wanted to get those overcrowding issues addressed. But now those folks are walking around out on the sidewalk again, right? right? right. Free to do whatever they please. And that's kind of what I was getting at is if you don't have um, – <laughs> If you don't have the ability to keep someone from from killing Officer Boyer, for example, by keeping them in jail, then you know what is law enforcement becoming? It's just becoming a report taking and 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 no real enforcement. Yeah, and so for property crimes, it's the perfect storm because you have these uh, first out of prison people that were low level misdemeanor or maybe felony drug crimes who still have a habit who need to supply themselves. You have decriminalized drugs and they got to get the money for these drugs somewhere. I always ask if we're going to decriminalize or legalize drugs, are they going to be free? Because if they're not, where where are these guys going to get the money to pay for them? Right. And they tend to do them with these low level breaking into cars, breaking into homes, um, you know, stealing stuff that's not bolted down to the sidewalk. The guy I mentioned from Southern California, I believe, again, it was in Los Angeles, um, 16 times arrested. Uh, he has a serious drug problem. Yeah. Um, he's just a he's just a kid. I mean, he's like 20 something years old. Uh, you know, he, he's salvageable if we can figure out a way to address his drug problem. And to your point, uh, th- there is that absolute cycle, particularly in the neighborhood where I live, where the the break ins on those cars are absolutely being done by the same junkies that are shooting up down by the Walgreens. Mm-hmm. So it's. You have to you have to look at it holistically, and I don't yes. think that we're doing it. No, I, I think that what they've done is they've attacked one side of this issue, a complicated and, and convoluted one, and left the, the the consequences piece completely unaddressed. Right? Right. There's unintended consequences there for sure that they didn't consider, and and there needs to be a deterrence piece, just like you said. Otherwise, you're you people just don't have any incentive to act right when there's no. There's no threat of punishment, if you right. will, right? So they're not going to go um, to prison. They're going to they're going to get cited at, at best um, for these type of offenses when they when they are uh, arrested and caught. Yeah, it's it's sad that it we've become so tolerant of aberrant behavior, right? Yeah, and it probably should have been said at the beginning of, of the podcast that if you are somewhere in the Midwest or the South and you say, "Hey, this is a New York problem. This is a California problem." I got news for you. If this hasn't happened near you, it's coming. And the, the minute we take a, a downturn in the economy again, uh, you're going to see government officials who say, hey, this is one way to save money. We'll take the state prisoners, release them to the counties. If they don't take them on their dime, they're going to free them back to the public. And the only ones who are going to suffer are you and me. And if you don't have good insurance, um, you're going to pay out of pocket to replace the stuff that's stolen from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jason, you had something And it else. wasn't broken before, right? So if you think about it, um, very few people actually go to prison so for some of these offenses anyway. So mm-hmm. not quite sure why we decided to go that way with Prop 47 other than some of the obvious reasons, uh, the overcrowding, they're just looking for opportunities. Um, it's, it's complicated. It's a complicated issue. You can talk about deterrence as opposed to incapacitation. Uh, and there's some research out there that says you shouldn't be giving people temporary timeouts and sending them to, um, to prison for a two-year stint because now they're going to crime university, mm-hmm. picking up crime contacts and, co- contacts and coming back. Um, and it's making, worse, it's making it worse for them, right? They're having the stigma uh, of being a con. But um, 
we know in policing and law enforcement that very few people do go to prison. Right, Jim. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, to Jim's point, and you know, I did mention it earlier. As California goes, so goes the nation. So, in fact. California law enforcement are not really the people we really are addressing in this conversation. We're addressing the people who are in states where this type of mistake can be prevented. Right. So get active, get, get you know, become knowledgeable, get active and make sure that it, if something like this comes up, and it likely will, that um, you, you look at what's Learn from our mistakes and, and try and figure out a better way to more holistically address the problem. Um, if you have uh, thoughts on this, I want you to uh, send us an email. It's policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.